Welcome to the Soul of Islam radio podcast with Ahmed Saqamini and Emil Ahsan Alexander Turabi. This is episode number 12, which marks the end of season number one. My name is Ahmed and I'm a researcher in atomic molecular optical physics, a spoken word artist and deeply committed to sharing the fundamental connection between science and spirituality with our community and beyond. Ihsan is a lifelong student of Islamic spirituality and the founder and creator of the highly acclaimed Islamic Meditation and Eternal Warrior Way programs. He is a spiritual coach, writer, and speaker committed to the evolution of consciousness within the global community. The Soul of Islam radio podcast is dedicated to sharing the deeper dimension of Islam and supporting your personal growth and spiritual development. Today's podcast is on how we as Muslims are supposed to represent Islam in the world. Islam has been misrepresented by both Muslims and non-Muslims. Many events take place on a daily basis, which we as Muslims have reacted to in a way that opposes the spiritual teachings of Islam. There is a need for the perfection of character because it is that that will play a huge role in the era of spiritual awakening that we are all entering. And of course, joining the discussion is my good friend and brother, Ihsan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. As Muslims, we have a serious responsibility because we are not only representing Islam, but we're also representing the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, And thus, we are representing the path to Allah. We're representing Allah, the Creator, God. Whether we have chosen or inherited Islam as our life path and revelation, we are representatives of the path that is leading to knowledge of the Creator. We are, whether we realize it or not, representatives of the Divine. When we look at what's happening, because of the actions of some Muslims, others are attacking the character of the Prophet Muhammad Because of the actions of a few Muslims, the world is perceiving negatively the character and personality of the Prophet Muhammad the representative of the divine religion, the representative of Allah. This is a sin. This is a great sin for our community that we have so poorly represented the Prophet of Allah in our actions and our deeds in the way we manifest in the world, that others would go so far as to attack the character of the Prophet. Regardless of the rare instances of extremism, and statistically, I mean, they are rare, the media tends to focus disproportionately on negativity. But even regardless, otherwise, are Muslims known to be people of great light, wisdom, compassion? Yes, Muslims are normal people, but are we known to be people of deep spirituality, imbued with deep inner peace, with patience in the face of adversity? Are we generally perceived to be people of enlightenment, wisdom, and divine grace? Why not? I mean, this is Islam. It's not just theory. It's not just an idea or a belief system. It's not just an identity devoid of a deeper reality. Islam is peace. Islam is a path to spiritual awakening. Yet why are we as Muslims, as a community, as a people of faith not perceived as such, generally speaking. Sadly, instead, we're often perceived as angry, as reactive, as political. Very often we've substituted un-Islamic culture for Islam. But if we claim to be Muslims, shouldn't we be following Islam? If we claim to be followers of the Prophet Muhammad, shouldn't we be as he was? 
The Prophet ﷺ was insulted and humiliated in his lifetime, yet he responded with patience and with compassion. He responded with excellence in everything he did. The Prophet ﷺ only permitted even self-defense when the community was internally ready for it, when they were internally purified, when they could respond or they could defend themselves without anger, without hatred, without bitterness, without the need for revenge, without egoism, without selfishness. The Prophet of Allah in his lifetime was insulted, was humiliated, was attacked, yet he always responded with patience, with wisdom, with compassion. He didn't just preach Islam, he didn't just talk about Islam, he was Islam. Now, not long ago, there was a issue of the cartoons being drawn of the Prophet Muhammad and unfortunately, human beings were killed as a result of this insult. And this done in the name of Rahmatan Lilalameen, this done in the name of the mercy to creation, subhanAllah. How is, the, how is this possible? How are we reacting in such a way as a people? How are any of us even reacting? How can we be so far off from understanding Islam that we could react in such a way when the Prophet himself, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, reacted with patience and with love and with compassion, with mercy towards those who opposed him, towards those who physically attacked him, physically humiliated him, and yet now when there is a cartoon or something negative said or drawn about the Prophet, that people react violently. We should feel sorry for such people that they do not know the messenger of mercy, that they do not understand the Prophet that there's darkness in their souls, that they insult a Prophet of God. We should feel sorry for such people. We should pray for them. Where is the patience, the fortitude, the mercy, the compassion, the wisdom, the light of the Quran and the Prophet of Allah that Allah calls for? Can error and evil be cured with more error, with more evil, with more negativity. You know, to dispel darkness, we have to bring light. You can't fight darkness with darkness. And the light of Allah transforms, it transmutes, it changes. There were men on their way to kill the Messenger of Allah, There were men seeking to kill the Prophet of Allah, yet the light of Allah transformed them, opened their hearts and souls, and they became some of the greatest believers, some of the greatest companions of the Prophet, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, who was the second Khalifa, the second deputy of the Prophet was on his way to kill the Prophet when Allah opened his heart with the light of Islam, when Allah's light shone into the heart of Sayyidina Umar. And regarding him, the Prophet said, if there was a Prophet after me, it would be Umar. This was a man that was filled with hatred towards the Prophet, that he was on his way to kill the Messenger of Allah. He's on his way, he saw the beauty, he saw the light in the followers of the Prophet, in the revelation of the Qur'an, and in the personality of the Prophet of Allah And his heart opened to it. His heart opened to the truth. His heart opened to the reality. When enough Muslims, enough of us, are embodying sincerely in seeking to be in a state of Islam, Islam will be seen for what it is. It's a divine path to perfection. It's a spiritual path to awakening, to transformation, and to human evolution. It's a divine path to reconnect a human being with their divine source. What could be more attractive? then we will not be able to keep people away from Islam. They will enter it in droves, as they did in the beginning. SubhanAllah, we need to know and believe that when we as a Muslim community react in a certain way, in any way, we have to know that our reactions, our actions even, are only a reflection of our internal state. If one is approached by an individual with anger. To react with anger is only adding fire to the fire. We forget the character of the Prophet Muhammad and how he reacted towards people. 
Whether their actions were of good or bad, he always consulted his heart and was in constant awareness of Allah and allowed the wisdom of Allah to flow through him to take control of his actions. Using control of his mind and the spiritual light of oneness occupied his heart. Our outward reactions are always signs of what needs to be worked on inside. The Prophet Muhammad said that he was sent to complete, to perfect character. Why didn't he say that he came to give us the perfect character? Because character has its roots in fitrah, this primordial state that Allah has put us in, a state of submission, a state of surrender. And the Muhammadan character is the apex of character, which none of us can really achieve, but we can strive towards it. We often hear that nobody's perfect, and our minds use that as an excuse to run away from responsibility, from discipline, from bettering oneself. But Islam says perfection and excellence is possible, especially when it comes to character. To be Muslim, to truly be Muslim, is to display that perfect character. We have taken Muslim as a title, and we have taken Islam as an identity in the world. What does it mean to be Muslim? If we were to translate the word Muslim from Arabic, what we get is someone who fully submits himself and surrenders himself to Allah. In every action, that kind of submission, that kind of trust in Allah becomes apparent in every action we do in, in the world, in our relationships with people, in our careers, and even between us, between us and ourselves. In these recent events that took place around the cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad the reactions of certain individuals in the Muslim community were a clear sign, an indicator to not just the internal state of those individuals, but us as a community as a whole. And it points towards the lack of Muslim character. We as Muslims cannot point at those individuals and, and place the blame just on them. At the end of the day, we are one community, one family, and it goes beyond that. So there is a dire need to understand the importance and the significance of the Muslim character. One who truly submits himself and surrenders himself fully to the God, Allah, is one who strives towards perfect character. The Muslim character, character in itself, has its roots in the heart. The best way to think of this is that of a tree with the roots into the ground, the trunk, and the branches. So character has two dimensions, it has two aspects, one that is internal and one that is external. It's, it's in the world, it's what people and others see. And the way to perfect character can happen in two ways, and they go hand in hand together. One of them is to really purify the heart, the internal state, to subdue the mind and really pray that Allah can provide one with the strength to remove the diseases from the heart. And the other one is to be involved in external practices. Because just like the trunk, just like the branches, which are on the surface, extend into the roots, into the inside. So if I am involved in certain practices, outwardly practices, they can also help purify my internal state. 
So you can't have one without the other. So when any of us react, if we get angry and we fight and we do horrible things, we can't justify our actions because we claim to have love for the Prophet Muhammad Because if he was here, he wouldn't do any of those things. The perfection of the character not only helps the individual ascend and transcend himself into the Divine Presence, but they extend out into the world. The perfect character can be seen as the fruits from the tree that others around you can benefit from. When an individual controls himself in a particular situation and doesn't resort to anger and practices this over time, he will find himself being led by Allah towards bravery. He would be given wisdom on how to act in certain situations. When one chooses to show compassion towards an individual, after that individual has done nothing but hurtful things, one will realize that after doing so, Allah will draw him even closer to him. When perfect character is a reality in an individual, it will extend beyond himself. And Allah will use that to inspire the people around that individual. Allah could use a human being. Yes, Allah can use a human being who strives towards perfect character as a beacon of light to inspire others. If we want to have a community that is evolving, that is moving towards peace, towards love, perfect character is the thing that we need. And the lack of it in the world, in both Muslim and non-Muslim community, is why we see what we see today. Not just the reaction towards cartoons, but every horrific thing that we see. The violence, the poverty, and all the hate. Islam is light. It is enlightenment. We live in a world that is dying in the darkness of materialism. And in such a world, light is clear and it becomes irresistible. Humanity is dying of thirst. And Islam is like an oasis in the desert of the world. The only way to represent Islam is to be Muslim to truly believe and follow, to live Islam. It's not to simply identify with it. It's to be a pillar, a portal of divine light and peace in your life, at home, at work, wherever you may be. Perfect your Islam at home with your family. This is the true test. Perfect it there and you will carry it everywhere. The Prophet of Allah said that the best of you are those who are best to their families. When people are close to us, those who are nearest to us, it's easy to fall into unconsciousness. Yet our relationships, our lives, our families, our personal lives necessitate transformation. They necessitate change. They necessitate awakening, growth, consciousness, and evolution. Hence, the Prophet said, marriage is half of your religion. A healthy, happy home will require personal transformation. It will require change and evolution. It will require the transcendence of self, of ego, of arrogance, and of anger. The Prophet ﷺ also said, anger is disbelief. Al-Ghadab al-Kufr. This is Islam. He said, as you mentioned, Ahmed, that I was but sent to perfect human character. I was but sent to perfect noble character. This is Islam. The perfection of human character, the perfection of human culture. The only way to represent Islam is to be Muslim. It's to cultivate awareness. It's to cultivate light, peace, strength, clarity, vision. It's to cultivate connection with the Divine Presence in your life. 
Only then will people understand what Islam is, and they will want what you have. How can we, how can you, how can I, how can we give what we don't have? We're, we often claim and identify with Islam, but we don't have Islam. Islam is not real for us in our hearts, in our souls, in our beings. First, we have to become Muslim, truly become Muslim, internally, not just externally. We have to remember that Islam is a path. Islam is continual growth and development. Islam is continual change, it's progress, it's the continual purifying, the continual purification of the self from all negativity. Islam is the awakening from ego consciousness and awakening, and your personal awakening is like a ripple. It's like a ripple effect that will grow and spread and will exponentially amplify as it spreads outward. But it starts with you. It starts with you. It starts with me. Once you fix yourself, once we fix ourselves, our world will correct itself. In Islam, we can't be victims. There's no victimhood in Islam. Allah says in Holy Quran, I do not change the condition of the people until they change, until they transform themselves, their hearts. There's no need for us as individuals in our own lives or as a community to react, to attack, to complain, to cry. We need but look to ourselves. Islam is personal responsibility. If we correct ourselves, Allah will correct the situation. Everything that happens in our personal lives and in our life as a community, as a nation, as a world, happens to teach us so we can grow, so we can learn, so we can evolve. But growth and development is only possible when we stop blaming and when we stop being a victim. Growth and development, awakening is only possible when we take personal responsibility. When we look to ourselves instead of outward, when we stop blaming, when we look to ourselves and say, what am I doing wrong? What can I change? Wallahi, Islam is a perfect path to peace. It's a perfect path to goodness and to light. Allah's will for humanity was paradise. It was peace. That is what Allah wants for us. That is what the Prophet of Allah wanted from the beginning of his life to the very last breath. Everything he taught was to lead us to peace, to happiness, to success, to prosperity, to paradise. Allah gave us a world that is a potential paradise. Yet what are we doing with it? And we more than anybody else are responsible as Muslims. We were given guidance, we were given light, we were given wisdom, we were given the path, and we were given divine support. If we but stayed on the path. Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And what's happening in the world is happening for a reason. It's to wake us up as a community. To help us remember what Islam truly is. SubhanAllah, Allah teaches through opposites. Allah teaches through opposites, through contrast. And we are clearly seeing what Islam is not. What Islam is not is being bombarded throughout the media and it starts to beg the question, what is Islam? What is Islam truly? This is the opportunity for an opening, for an awakening within our community. Right now, right now is the time where we have to answer, and not with just with our tongues, but with our beings, what Islam truly is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the question, what is Islam? And he's addressing it right now, this very moment. A time will come when Islam will manifest itself for what it really is to the point that Muslims won't even recognize that version of Islam. The soul of Islam points towards 
the possibility of a state of wakefulness, the transcendence, while being in this physical world. This is a possibility while you and I are alive, here, now. Islam can take the human mind to a state of peaceful surrender, a familiar state, a state of fitrah. We started in that state. It is familiar to every human being, and back to it we can all return. To come into this world in a state of fitrah, a state of full submission, is a mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are born in this world in full submission to Allah, to everything. We are in submission to the biological processes that take place inside of the womb. We are in surrender to the laws of physics that Allah has placed forth. We are in surrender to every chemical reaction that happens in our body. We are in surrender to everything, especially when we are born into this world. Everything. And as we grow and develop self-awareness, the ego takes over and starts to direct the heart towards the world. And then the character of the individual becomes worldly, attached to what is physical. We keep reinforcing the idea of the perfect character because it is crucial in the transformation of the human species. The real change that we are going to see the world will happen once the individual has revolutionized his self, his mind. Change will not happen. Revolutions will not happen between groups of people, between nations between ideologies, between religions. So we should learn from any event that takes place, anything that misrepresents Islam and what it is to be a Muslim. We should use that as a guide to find what is real and find what will bring us to the deeper dimension, the essence of what Islam really is. The spiritual awakening is coming and the choice is yours. Do you want to take the world as your reality, or do you want what is real? We need to work on ourselves. We need to understand what it is to be Muslim. We need to seek and know that Islam is just the beginning of something very, very beautiful. So like we said earlier, the, the character is really the reflection of what is in the heart. If there is any attachment to the physical world, it will become apparent in a certain way, outwardly. If there is light, if there is love in the heart, then you will see that manifest in your relationships with people, in the way you carry out your actions in the world. But we often find ourselves confusing certain characteristics or traits with a nature. You know, how many times have we heard somebody say, I'm quick to anger, I have a short temper, I'm, it's my nature. We need to realize that nature is only the result of becoming used to a particular habit over a long period of time. And when that does happen, we develop something called a nature. So to be prone to anger or to have certain habits doesn't mean that Allah has put that in you. 
but rather you have conditioned yourself, you have trained yourself and to the point where you became used to that particular habit and it almost became a part of you. But you have to know that it is very possible for you to remove those qualities. Again, we're trying to emphasize and trying to reinforce that it is possible to attain perfect character. Yes, the most perfect character is reserved for Muhammad but a human being can have perfect character. The other things that we confuse character with are the natural instincts that Allah has given us. They are ingrained in us. These are natural instincts that we share with animals. But these instincts that we have can be directed towards the right source so that the heart can be free from any attachment to the physical world, from any diseases that could occupy the heart and really lower the state of mind and the state of consciousness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the human being his passions, his desires, his intellect, or his mind, and he gave him the deen. When an individual controls these four, the passions, the desires, the mind, and his deen, then Allah will facilitate a way, a path to perfect character. You know, controlling desires, for example, will lead somebody towards chastity. If you control your passions, such as anger, will lead you to something like bravery. If you control your mind, then you become strategic, you become smarter in the way you carry out your actions in the world. And if you control your deen, then Allah gives you wisdom. We all need to realize that it is us. We are the problem. We are the reason why we see what we see in the world today. And by realizing that, then we have taken the first step towards transcendence. There can be no Islam without Islamic spirituality. Islam is not just its forms, but we must embrace as a community and as individuals, we must learn Islamic spirituality. The science of self-purification, tazkiyat al-nafs, only this can make us real Muslims. We will and we must spend our entire lives perfecting our Islam. Again, Islam is a path, it's a journey, it's not the destination. The destination is in the divine presence of Allah, and that's not in this world. There can be no complacency in Islam. The five pillars, what we normally identify as Islam, they're just that, they are pillars. They are there to hold the rest of the house together. They're but a foundation. It's not the home. The pillars are there to hold the entire structure together. They're the frame. But we must build, we must develop the rest of that home. And we must fill it with beauty, with warmth, with light, and with love. We must fill it with the presence of Allah. The Prophet ﷺ said, Make your homes like masajid. Make your homes like mosques. Fill your being, fill your life with the Divine Presence, with the presence of God. When I used to travel with our Shaykh, with my teacher, Mawlana Shaykh Nazim, Qadasallahu Sirahu, May Allah bless him and his soul. His mere presence would attract people, always. No matter where we were, whether we were in the airport or just walking down the street, the sheer being, the presence of his being was irresistible to people around him. We would often see people come to Islam, be attracted to Islam purely through the presence of our teacher, our sheikh, because he embodied it, he was it. He was so empty of self, of selfishness, of ego, of arrogance, of all these negative characteristics that nothing but the light of Allah shines through people like that. 
And when people would come to Islam through that path, they were coming to Islam through their heart, through feeling, through experience, through taste, not through the mind, not through being intellectually convinced. They felt and they knew and therefore there was never any doubt. Once a human being experiences something, they can never forget it. They can never deny it. And then I realized how Islam must have spread in the beginning, in its early days. It spread through the pure presence of the companions of the Prophet and their companions. They were men, they were women of light, of divine attraction. They didn't spread Islam through intellectual discourse, through convincing people of its logic. Remember once when we were traveling through Chicago, a Buddhist monk came to our sheikh and began, this was a Buddhist monk, a priest, a man of deep spiritual practice and development, but he was attracted, he couldn't resist the presence of a human being who was truly representing, truly embodying Islam. And this Buddhist priest, this Buddhist monk came asking for advice, asking for guidance from our sheikh. How to represent Islam, be Islam. Rediscover Islamic spirituality, go beyond just the forms, beyond just the pillars, purify your being, perfect your character. Let the world experience Islam through your being. Carry that with you everywhere you go, into everything you do. And this starts at home. This starts in your personal life. This starts with your family, with those closest to you. With the Islamic meditation program, this is the focus. This is what we are trying to help people in our community awaken to and rediscover. The goal is to rediscover Islamic spirituality and to develop a spiritual practice in addition to the minimum five pillars that will cultivate a connection, a real relationship and connection with the divine. And of course, for those of you that are ready for that step, you can learn more at islamicmeditation.com. But to summarize and answer this question, how to represent Islam? How can we as a community, as individuals, effectively represent our religion, our way, this path? How do we represent the Prophet of Allah? How do we represent Allah? How do we represent Islam? Be Islam. Be peace. Be humility. Be patience. Be forgiveness. Be love. Be mercy. Be compassion. Be light. When enough of us are truly embodying Islam in every fiber of our beings, and our characters, and our personalities, and our souls... Islam will be irresistible. We will not be able to keep people away from Islam. When Islam is seen for what it truly is, and we as a community, or enough of us within the community, embody and live Islam, it will be the most attractive path on the planet. It's a divine path. It's a prophetic path. It's a divine and prophetic path to perfection, the perfection of human character. And it's filled with grace. It's filled with light. It's filled with beauty. But we've lost that. We've forgotten that as a community. Now is the time to rediscover that. To rediscover Islamic spirituality. To rediscover the light of Islam. To rediscover the soul of Islam. For a thousand years, Islam was the light of human civilization. But we've again fallen into unconsciousness, into jahliya, into an age of darkness. Now is the time for the light of Islam to rise again. Now is the time for Islam to heal our world to help humanity, to heal humanity. And now is the time for us as a community to move forward to the next stage and possibility of our existence. Now is the time for us to rediscover our divine purpose. The Islamic Renaissance is upon the horizon, and you are a key part of that spiritual awakening. You are an integral component of this spiritual revolution. The unfoldment of Allah's divine will on this planet requires you. 
It requires me. It requires us as a community to wake up. We are here right now in this situation, in this world for a reason. Again, everything is happening for a reason. And right now, this global misunderstanding of what appears to be an attack, a global attack on the reality, the true understanding of Islam, is nothing but a wake-up call for our community to rediscover Islam, what Islam truly is, and to be it, to represent it. And the fact that the character of the Prophet is being attacked is nothing but a statement to our failure as a community to truly represent the Prophet of Allah and his way, his real way, his character, his beauty, his mercy, his compassion, his excellence, his patience, his fortitude, his faith, his trust, his connection with Allah, his surrender to divine will. Islam calls for nothing less than the continual perfecting and purifying of ourselves, our beings, our character. Islamic spirituality is the path that enables us the way to do that. It was Islamic spirituality, it was the reality of Islam that fueled its incredible growth in the beginning. And it will be Islamic spirituality that will save our community, that will save our ummah, that will bring back Islam, that will fuel the Islamic renaissance. Islamic spirituality, not dogmatism, not intellectual discourse, definitely not crying and complaining, but manifesting Islam, the reality of Islam. And again, this starts with us as individuals. It starts in our homes and will spread outward and will ripple outward. The change in you will affect change in those around you and that will affect change in those around them. And in a very short amount of time, everything can change. Our world can change. But it starts with us. It starts with you. It starts with me. Bismillah rahman rahim Let us step forward as a community into a new age, into a new era, into a new reality. Let us show humanity what is possible, as did the Prophet and his companions. The way of the Prophet, the light of Allah, transformed an ignorant people into the most refined sophisticated culture the world had ever seen. The light and love and way of the Prophet of Allah, the light of Allah, will again transform our world, our community, into something new and beautiful, something the world has yet to see. This is our divine destiny, and it's time to step up and embrace it. This is why we are here now. May Allah Almighty give us the wisdom, the clarity, and the vision to step forward and lead into a new world and a new possibility in His light, in His grace, in His divine presence. We have entered an age of awakening, the age of enlightenment, the age of Islam, the age where full submission to the divine will be apparent everywhere in the world. If we don't feel this transition in this very moment, we need to check in with ourselves, with our hearts. Right now, as you're listening to this podcast, if you have troubles in your life, if you're in problems, if you're depressed, if you're anxious, if you're in pain, physical or emotional, if you know you're being tested, get up, look at your own reflection and tell yourself, I'm the problem. Enough is enough. The time is now. Stop thinking. 
and begin feeling Allah, the Divine, put you here, now, for a divine purpose, for a beautiful purpose. You can be part of the global change that is about to take place. The Great Divide has emerged, and people are beginning to choose sides. The side of the world, and the side of the divine. The world is nothing. If you choose that world, then you'll be nothing. But if you choose to be with Allah, Allah will give you everything. Because He is everything. Realize that it is possible to wake up. But the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is on the horizon. It's here. It's coming. Stand up and know that Allah loves you. Make the intention, the pure intention, to want to seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look around you. Look at your brothers, your sisters, your parents, the closest to you. Mend your relationships with them. Allow the love to fill your heart. Ask Allah to help you, to remember Him, to have that constant awareness, to never forget. And if you don't feel the need to seek, then ask Him for it. Allah is generous. He wants you to know Him. He wants you near Him. He wants to give you everything. Believe this truth so you can be. This brings us to the end of this episode and the end of this season. Season number one. We at the Soul of Islam Radio would like to thank all of the listeners all over the world. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. May Allah surround you with His light and may His light carry you in this world into His divine presence. Thank you for sharing the Soul of Islam radio podcast with all of your friends and loved ones. Thank you for all your comments, for your feedback, for your ratings, your reviews, and your heartfelt messages. May Allah reward you. May Allah inspire you. And may Allah bring us all into His divine presence. To continue supporting the Soul of Islam radio uh, please like our page on facebook.com forward slash soul of Islam radio. Make sure to subscribe. Please give us a review and a rating if you haven't done so in iTunes or any of the services that you may come across. And please continue to recommend the soul of Islam radio to anyone around you. Please visit our website at soulofislamradio.com. There you will find a link to a free multimedia course that will help you rediscover the spiritual dimension of Islam. On our website, you'll also find subscription links to services such as iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, uh, links to our personal blogs and social media profiles, and a form for you, the listeners, to send us feedback and or suggestions for future episodes. To learn more about meditation, stillness, Remembrance, the dhikr of Allah and Islamic spirituality, we at the Soul of Islam Radio highly recommend that you visit islamicmeditation.com. And with that, may the peace, the mercy, the blessings, and the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon you all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.